Okay, so first of all, um, it was Benny Wilson, right? I think it was Benny Wilson that sponsored breakfast this morning. So, pretty sure. So, either way, he should be exactly the good things, you know, him, his whole mishpacha, all Klai's true. Okay, so um, so the past few weeks we were, we sort of, again, ventured off of Sefer Yeshua to talk about just the nyanim of, of Eretz Yisrael and how, you know, how you would, how the government of Eretz Yisrael would function uh, apitar and mitzvahs, led by Shulchan Aruch, by, by Halacha, and how different it would be, how not different it would be, and so on. And again, I've been, I've been saying that this is not so much like Yemaisa Mashiach. It's not a matter of like, oh, waiting for Mashiach to come. I'm talking about even... Even Bisman Hazah, how it would look like, uh, uh, you know, in a way, in a way of, of, of halacha, to sort of uh, show us that, you know, there's a path. There's a path from Gaulus to Gula. Okay, so it is already post-Tishua, so Bez Hashem will get back into Sefer Yeshua. But I figured maybe a little bit more on this topic, it's, uh, there's a few interesting things to talk about. Also, it's not so much off of Sefer Yeshua. I mean, Sefer Yeshua is about, uh, you know, conquering Eretz Yisrael and establishing it as a... As a as a place of Yishuvarit Yisrael, a place of uh, of Kal Yisrael Apitara, so it's not so not so foreign. Okay, so so uh, you asked how we're gonna you know transition from prison to uh, to something else. So we're just gonna we're just gonna do that. We're just gonna transition. So the next topic that I think is Kadai to talk about for a little bit this morning, and again I, I know I've said this before, but I really do mean it this morning. That it's probably gonna be shorter than usual, so uh, I have to I have to be somewhere, but. Um, Anyway, so the topic that I think we'll talk about this morning is, is the concept of, of leadership, of leadership. In other words, different types of, of, of positions of authority and of power in Torah. So obviously, we'll, we'll break it down like this. The most, uh, most obvious and the most powerful position of leadership by Klai Yisrael Al is certainly the melech. That's the king, and so we 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 spent over the years and so on different different ways talking about the halachas of the melech, what a melech means, what the malchus is, and we understand that I guess if you had to say it, I mean the the authority of a melech is more, I guess for lack of a better word, even though it's like a little bit of an ugly word, uh, it's it's more of a political position than a Torah position. In other words, the melech obviously, and you look in halachas malachim and so on. There's a lot of lot of power and authority that a melech has. So we have to listen to the melech. Malchus is misa. So there's a lot of very very strong power that the melech wields, but it's not an authority of Torah. In other words, the, the melech's job is not the paskin shailas. And if the melech says that that piece of chicken is treif, lavdafka is a treif, and it happens to be the melech could also be a talmudah. But as far as the position of melech, it's not a. You probably say it's not a Torah position. It's a political position. That's the that's the chiddush of a melech, but the question that we're going to deal with this morning is what about outside of that position that's called the melech? Because there's there's very strict regulations in terms of the, the requirements to who who is allowed to be a melech, uh, how to establish a melech. I mean, there, there's you know you have to have zeradov. It has to be coming from david a melech and so on. You need a navi. You need a sanhedrin. There's a lot of things that you need that are not necessarily shaykh right now to establish a melech. But what about other positions of authority? Um, in Tyra that also wield power that you might not necessarily need all these other things like a Navi and so on that uh, maybe you can, you can establish them right now. So I guess you can say to contrast the Melech with its, with, I'm not going to say it's opposite, but if the Melech is a political uh, entity, a political authority and not functioning in terms of representing Tyra per se, because that's not his job. You have other bodies for that. There is another position 
that is almost exclusive, almost the, almost the mirror image of the Melech, not a political position at all, not an authority in terms of politics and so on and, and establishing taxes or anything like that, and is all, and is all the authority of Torah. And that is, that is uh, we're, we're going to find maybe, maybe soon a name for it, but right now, for our purposes, we would just call it uh, the Gadol Hadar. Now, this, th- th- there's something that, like, sort of Klai Yisrael has, it's, it's a jargon that Klai Yisrael have used over the centuries of, like, uh, the God Hadar, Gadol Hadar, things like this. That term, and that, I guess, quote-unquote, sort of uh, quasi-position of there being someone as the Gadol Hadar, does that carry any weight? So there is a Chiddush, there is a Chiddush of the Sefer HaChinuch. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a very big Chiddush, and it's something that a lot of Acharim question where the Chinuch got this from. But it does seem to be something that sort of Klai Yisrael has over the centuries sort of intuitively understood and accepted. So there's a, we know that one of the mitzvahs in the Torah is a mitzvah of Sisal Piyadovar Sheyigilucha. So in the beginning of Parsha Shaiftim, the Pasuk really talks about uh, if a person has a Shiloh, you're not sure what to do, whatever it is, a halachic question. So it says, Vakamta Valisa, you go to the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin, the highest court of the Jewish people. So the Pasuk says that you go to the Sanhedrin, you ask a Shiloh, and the Sanhedrin give you an answer. So, and once they give you an answer, obviously the Sanhedrin's function is to teach, is to, 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 to teach Torah and to clarify halacha. So once the Sanhedrin says a certain sak, so then the Pasuk says, you should, you should listen and follow the directions and the directives that, that they tell you. And so on. And it says, like saucer, not to, not to veer off. If they tell you what's right is right, left is left, and so on. That's the Pasuk. So on a very simple level, those mitzvahs of listening to the authority of Sanhedrin, that's a special mitzvah to Sanhedrin. And Sanhedrin obviously is a body of Torah author, authority, but also has its limitations. In other words, it has to be in a certain spot, the Sanhedrin. They have to have proper smicha. There's, there's, there's ways, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just anyone that's considered to be a Gadol Hadar. But comes the Chinuch, and the Chinuch says a Chinuch. The Chinuch says like this, on the mitzvah of, you don't have this in front of you, but you can just listen in, the mitzvah uh, in Tav Tzadi Hei, in, in Parsha Shaiftim. So the, the Chinuch over there is talking about this, this mitzvah of listening to a Sanhedrin, and the, the different powers of the Sanhedrin and so on. And then the Chinuch says a Chinuch. This mitzvah of listening to Sanhedrin obviously applies when there was a Sanhedrin in Yushalayim. They're all commanded to follow the directives of the Sanhedrin. And again, the, the Sanhedrin, because they are a Torah body, so what their jurisdiction is limited to certain areas. They're not going to, you know, uh, whatever the range, that the, the, whatever authorities and, and the range that, uh, you know, the Sanhedrin have, that's where we have to listen to them. So now it says the Chinuch of Chiddush, Uvachlal HaMitzvah Gamkein, but contained in this mitzvah as well, L'Shmoi Yevalah says, B'chol Zman Uzman Kemitzvah HaShayfet, is to also listen to the command of the Shayfet of every generation. Kolaymer, what do I mean by Shayfet, the judge? means HaChacham HaGadal Shiyah B'neinu B'zmaneinu. It means the greatest Tamar Chacham, the Gadal Hadar of any particular generation, also carries the authority of Sanhedrin, not to the full degree of Sanhedrin, you can't, uh, the person can't uh, do things like Sanhedrin does, but in terms of this idea of there being a positive mitzvah, of listening to the Torah directions, 
that the God Hadar says, says the Chinuch that applies even as Manazet to every particular generation. Like the Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, that you have to listen to the judge of your days. Now this is a Chiddush, because when that Gemara says, when that Pasuk says, listen to the judge of your days, on a very simple level, it means within the context of Sanhedrin. Words, what, you know, it could be a, a Sanhedrin of, of uh, you know, from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, or Sanhedrin in later generations. When it, when it comes to Sanhedrin, listen to the judge of the generation. Once Sanhedrin ceases to function, which it, 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 it ceased to function during the times of the Gemara, so then, uh, so then finish, then there's no, uh, there's no judge to go to. Comes the Chinuch and says, no, 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 there is a position, and it's considered to be a halachic authority, a, a Torah position, that's called Gal Hadar. Now, obviously, if such a position, there's no votes on it. There's no official uh, uh, process of inauguration, you know, of, 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 of inauguration or whatever. It's one of these things that Kali Yisrael sort of have to have this intuition to sort of collectively decide who the Gadol Hadar is. But says the Chinuch, it's a Chiddush, that once that sort of there is this collective understanding of who the Gadol Hadar is, that person, his, his uh, decisions in Torah and just general guidance carries weight. Like the Sanhedrin, again, it's limited with what he's able to talk about, and obviously it's not Sanhedrin Mamish, but there is a mitzvah of Gechol Asher Yerucha. So you have an interesting thing. So you have a, a, a Melech who there is a very structured way of electing a Melech, so to speak, and that position is not a Torah position per se, but it's more of a political <laughs> position. Obviously, it's backed by the Torah, but it's not, he's not, he's not Paschal Shilas. And then you have the opposite, the, you know, sort of a mirror image of that a purely Torah position without a infrastructure in place to appoint such a person. And that person has, has the authority, not a political position, but a, a pure Torah position. And one has to be listened, that person has to be listened to as well. So those are the two, I guess you can say, uh, different types of positions. Uh, but now what's interesting is we're going to learn, we're going to learn this morning about a hybrid something in the middle, something that's both uh, a political position slash tar position, we're going to try to figure it out. And that's what's called the Nasi slash Reish Galusa. Nasi slash Reish Galusa. A little bit of background. We know that in, in, throughout, throughout, there, throughout Shas, we do find that there is a position that's called Nasi. There, there was such a thing. You have the, the, the Melech, but even after the time in Kala Yisrael where there was no official Malchus, after the destruction of the second base of Migdash, certainly, even before the, 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 the kings that were established at the end of the second base of Migdash were really puppets from the Roman government. So maybe they had a, a, a little bit of a luck status of a king, questionable. But, uh, but certainly after the destruction of the second base of Migdash, there was definitely no melech by Kla Yisrael. But there was a position called Nasi. What is the Nasi? So Nasi, you, in the Rambam, for example, usually the term Nasi is used for the Reish Sanhedrin. There was a Sanhedrin, like I said, functioning for many years. The head of the Sanhedrin is called a Nasi. It's called a Nasi. Now, this position of Nasi, besides just being the mem- a member and maybe the leading member of the Sanhedrin, and therefore having a vote in the Sanhedrin and having weight as far as being a member of Sanhedrin, it was also it's also a it's its own entity. There is there was some some power and even political power that came with that title of being Nasi. So, for example, again, I'm not going to bog you down with the Mar Mekaymas, but throughout, throughout Mesech Sanhedrin, you find this a lot, in the Rambam, in, uh, in Hilchah Sanhedrin, in Shulchan Aruch, in Hilchah Stayanim, you do find such a thing that the position of Nasi allowed that person to establish taxes 
and to even give authority to other people, also to establish other Bezdins. There was some power to it, besides just being a, a Tamachacham and Paskining and having a vote of the Sanhedrin, or maybe even more than just a vote, being able to, you know, the head of the Sanhedrin also had a job of, of, of deciding which cases came first. Like he was, you know, he was sort of the, uh, uh, the president of the Sanhedrin. So he has, so, so there, there's part of his job that's Sanhedrindic in terms of organizing the Sanhedrin, establishing, deciding when to convene, when not to convene, what cases are going to come, what cases are more pressing, what cases are not. He's the president of the Sanhedrin. But outside of him being the president of the Sanhedrin, on the national stage, the Nasi also has a power in terms of establishing other Bezdins, in terms of, uh, of giving knosses to people, of demanding a certain level of, of, of respect, like a Melech. For example, the Gemara talks about this, it's a, it's a Sogian Arius. This is, this is more between the Nasi and the Rabbani Shlalem, but the Gemara does have a discussion, for example, we know the halacha is that if a, a regular citizen, for example, commits an Avera that requires a chatas, so there's a chatas ayacha, there's a certain type of carbon that's bought as a, as a citizen. If a melech commits an Avera, similar to what an individual would, do, uh, would commit, but if a melech commits it, then there's, then there's a, a different type of carbon. That's what's chatas, but it's a different type of chatas. It's not a, a female carbon, it's a male, it's a male uh, uh, ram and so on. D- different, different carbon. It's, it's a chatas, different type of chatas. So the Gemara says in Harius, what about a nasi? If a nasi sins, does he bring an individual, car, like, a, like a regular citizen, or does he bring a carbon like a, like a, like what should we call it, like a, like a melech? And the Gemara says that uh, it's, it, it's, not, it's not clear what the Gemara is what the maskana is, it's not clear. The pashtas in the Gemara and Harius, Tafir Alf over there, is that the maskana is that he would bring the sacrifice of a king. He would bring the sacrifice of a king. Because he, it, the, the, in the language of the Gemara, the Nasi is similar to the king, is that there's no one on top of him. In other words, he's the highest position in Klai Yisrael, the highest position. The Gemara has a content. The Gemara says that Rebbe, Rebbe Noah Kaddish, he was the Nasi. And so Rebbe asked, Rebbe he said, what if I didn't have there, like, you know, would I have to bring a chatas ayachid or a chatas of a melech? And that's the, that's the discussion of the Gemara. And again, the pashas of the Gemara comes out is that the nasi has the status of a melech in terms of those things. So, so we find... Yeah. Say it again? This would be even under a melech? This would be under... No, so if there was a melech in place, then you're right, then the nasi wouldn't be the highest authority. But, but assuming that there is no melech at the time, like the time of Ravina Nasi, so then there is no melech at the time, then the Nasi is the highest position. Oh, if, if, ah, so no, you're, if there is a melech in place, then certainly some of the political power of the Nasi might be, uh, might be shifting to the melech. But the truth is, it's, it's unclear. It could very well be that the, that the powers of, of giving knosses, of, uh, of, of, of deciding, you know, I'll give you an example. One of the things that a Nasi can do is the halach is that in order for, there are certain types of judgment, certain types of dinam, knosses, and so on, that you need a bona fide bezin for. And a yachid can't just, you know, you can go to a rav for a shayla about a spoon, but you, the, the rav as a yachid, is, even if he has smicha, the rav as, a yachid, as an individual person is not going to be able to pask in uh, halachas of knosses and things like that. The nasi is allowed to give authority to even a yachid to pask in stuff like that. So there are, there are that's mustamachir even when there is a melech. So that would be an interesting thing, like what, 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 what is taken away from the power of the Nasi and given to the Melech when there is a Melech, but that's a, it's a good, that's an interesting point. But we do find this thing. So a Nasi is this like quasi thing. Now what's, what's even more interesting is 
is that although in the classic sense the term Nasi was always used for someone who was also the Rosh Hashanah, we do find that that position of Nasi, you can cut it in half. There can be a person who has the status of Nasi who's, also, who's not the Rosh Hashanah. So again, as the president of the Sanhedrin, that comes with, a, 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 there's a certain category of, of power that that has. In other words, in terms of, of, of deciding when Sanhedrin should convene and deciding which, uh, which uh, cases should come first. That's, that's the job of the Nasi in terms of being the president of the Sanhedrin. But again, this, the, the other side of the Nasi's job, which is more of political power on a national stage, we do find that that can be isolated from him being the president of Sanhedrin, and that's what's called the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa historically was a sort of twin Nasi in Chutzlarts. So the Nasi was always considered to be, the, he was the head of Sanhedrin in Eretz Yisrael, and that was the seat of power when the, when the Zomalchus, the head of the, the highest position in Eretz Yisrael was the Nasi. But in Chutzlarts, there's no Sanhedrin in Chutzlarts anyway. But you still, still did have this position of Nasi, so to speak, but it was called the Reish Galusa, the head of Galus, that's what it was called. Yeah. Nowadays? No, I mean like that. So, so there was a there was a title. It's, it's interesting. The Rambam says that the, the tec- technically speaking, the term Rosh Hashiva is synonymous with Nasi. So it was this, nowadays we t- we use the Rosh Hashiva as, as the head of the Yeshiva, but historically, like in its most uh, its an original form, the Rosh Hashiva was because Yeshiva meant. Yeshiva Sanhedrin, it means the setting of a Sanhedrin. So I guess if you had to say it very, if you had to be very uh, discerning about it, these two sort of uh, uh, package, posi- these t- a Nasi contains really two positions. On the one hand, there's him being the president of the Sanhedrin and him sort of just leading the show in the Sanhedrin. And then there is the other side of, the, of his position, which is more of on a national level and political power as being the Nasi. The, the, Nasi is an umbrella term for both. But if you had to be specific, you would probably say that the term Rosh Yeshiva would be more his position as president of the Sanhedrin. And Nasi would be more of his uh, national political power. So you say Nasi for everything, but that's technically where the, the title Rosh Yeshiva really comes from. Nowadays, obviously... It's used for anyone that has yeshiva and so on, but that's really where it's, uh, where it's coming from. So this idea of Reish Galusa, though, is interesting, because Reish Galusa means that you're now, again, cutting the Nasi in half. The Reish Galusa in Chutzlar, it's not certainly not functioning as a head of a Sanhedrin, but he does have political power. Now, historically, the Reish Galusa were, 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 were given authority and allowed to function by the government of the, of the non-Jews, right? Because, I mean, obviously, you're in Chutzlar, so... You know, you can't just do whatever you want. You got to get, you got to get permission and so on. And then that's what the Reish Kalusa was. Now, again, you don't have this in front of you yet, but there's a very interesting tshuva that we have from the Radvaz, and the Radvaz gives us a little bit of a window into the process of of and what a Reish Kalusa is. What we know, I'll tell you like this: what we what we know simply from Gemaras and so on is that the Reish Kalusa was always a descendant of David Melech. So, in other words. The, 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 the sort, these two positions of Nasi and Reish Galusa, the Gemara Sanhedrin traces it back to a pasuk in Parshas Vayechi that Yaakov gives a bracha to Yehuda, and Yaakov says Yosser Shevet Yehuda Mechaykin Kvein Raglov that the uh, the scepter should not leave Yehuda and power should not leave from his descendants. In other words, so Yehuda should be in charge. So the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, what are these two lashonos? Yosser Shevet Yehuda. 
Raglov. So the Gemara says these two, these two uh, sentences are hinting to these positions of Nasi and Reish Galusa. And it's interesting, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that if you compare the Nasi versus Reish Galusa, because, again, uh, it, during the times of Gaulus, even in Eretz Yisrael, the, gov- the Gaim were still pretty much in charge. The, 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 historically, the position of Reish Galusa was more authoritative than the position of Nasi. So in other words, they had more power and they had more, they had less, uh, there were less, less checks and balances for the Reish Galusa in Chutzlarts than there was in Eretz Yisrael. The, the governments in Eretz Yisrael, in, in, in Eretz, the, the non-Jewish, it's interesting, maybe that's part of Gaulus, but the non-Jewish government in Eretz Yisrael was much more um, oppressive than they were even on the Jewish community in Chutzlar. It's probably because, uh, yeah, honestly, they're probably afraid of Klai Yisrael starting the Malchus again and so on. So the, 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 the power of Nasi was much less than the power of Reish Galusa. that for example, I mentioned that Gemara in Harius, right? The Gemara says in Harius that, uh, again, Rebbe asked Rebchia, if I brought a, if I sinned, would I bring a carbon yachid or not? So one of, there's different versions in the Gemara what the response was. One of the versions is that Rebchia told Rebbe that you are not the highest position. There's someone that's higher than you, and that's the Reish Galusa. So whoever the Reish Galusa was at the time of Rebbein al-Kaddish, the Reish Galusa has higher authority. Not halachically necessarily, but practically the Reish Galusa just wielded more power than, uh, than the Nasi. So, yeah? Yeah. The, the, the house of Rebbe Gamliel, yeah. the Nasi, of course that was from Beis David. Yeah, so the Nasi also is, they're both from Beis David, they're both because they're both coming from that pasuk of La Yosef Shevet Nihuda, So both the Nasi in Eretz Yisrael and the, uh, and the whatchamacallit, and the Reish Kalusa were from Beis David, but this was interesting. The Nasi in terms of, in Eretz Yisrael, in terms of being, again, the, the, the authority, political authority, that was always from Beis David. But, if the, but as far as the Nasi being the president of the Sanhedrin, in Hilcha Sanhedrin, we don't find such a thing that it has to be from Zeradavid. But because that position of Nasi, which is the president of the Sanhedrin, also carries a national power, so that's where they would come, they would be from Beis David. But in theory, you can divide it up. In theory, then the Rosh Hashiva can be from Shevet Yisachar. That's, that's, a, that's a Torah authority, that's a Sanhedrin job. And, but then the, and then the Nasi, as far as being part of Kal Yisrael, well, you also shave with Mehuda. It's coming from Shevet Yehuda. But this is where we have a Chiddush from the Red Vaz. Why are those two things ever together? Huh? Why are those two different positions together ever? Like, how does that make sense? Like, this person running some head should also be the guy uh, like to push this. Okay. So, so, okay. So, best of all, we're going to get to that. That's where, that's where really I want to get to. And a lot of this is coming from, uh, not, I don't mean this, like, a, a lot of our, we're, we're American. And so America has a way of getting its claws in our heads of like separating church and state, right? There's this, you know, there's, there's Torah authority, there's, there's, you know, there's religion, and then there's everything else, you know? And, uh, you know, uh, you know that, that, that's, that's not, uh, we don't believe in that. That's not really the truth. We're going to see more than a premius where this is coming from, but we'll see, but it's a good horror. So the, the, ne- the next point that I want to make, which is, is just an interesting one, there is a tshuva from the Ravaz, again, you don't have this in front of you, but there's a tshuva from the Ravaz that he, that he traces the, in, 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 again, the, it, during the times of the Gemara and even the times of the Ga'inim, again, there was the Nasi in Eretz Yisrael and the Reish Kalusa in Chutzlarts. By the times of the Ga'inim, there was basically no Nasi anymore in Eretz Yisrael. The, the community in Eretz Yisrael was not, uh, was not big enough to really you know, have power like that. 
So then, like, all power was shifted to the Reish Galusa. And then it's, it's, it's also well known that at some point, the Reish Galusa then just became a puppet to the, uh, to the non-Jewish government, and he himself might not have been such a big Tamil to begin with, so <laughs> then the Reish Galusa became a joke. And then the leader was the Goyin, was the, the Gadol Hadar, going back to the Chinuch, which didn't necessarily come with political power, but at least Torah power. That, those were the Goyinim. And then, obviously, once Bavel, the community of Bavel fell apart, then Torah authority now spread throughout the, the other countries by the times of the Rishinim, and so on. But in terms of political power, again, you had the Nasi and Reish Kalusa. Eventually, again, the Nasi stopped functioning. Then you just had Reish Kalusa. Reish Kalusa pretty much just became a puppet for the Goyim, so that also ceased to exist. And then you have, you know, until nowadays, where we don't have any, uh, you know, that's the situation of Gaulas. But in Egypt, it was interesting. In Egypt, for many, many centuries, there was a position of power. It wasn't called the Nasi. It wasn't called the Reish Kalusa. It was called the Nugget. The Nugget. In Hebrew, also, the word Nugget means a, means a, a king, ruler. But it was the Negidim. These were Mamish uh, for centuries. The leaders of the Jewish community in Egypt was, were the Negidim. They were the Nugget. Shmuel and Nugget, the famous. It was different. So there's a chief from the Ravaz. The Ravaz was the chief rabbi of Egypt in the 1500s. Huh? We're talking about... We're talking about uh, from Redi Ga'inim period and late Ga'inim till, uh, till probably around the 1300s. So it's a, so it's a while. So during all the times of Rishonim, the Negidim, they were a nugget. And so, okay, so you, that was just the title that they gave, gave to the, to the Gadol Hadar. But it's more than that. There's a tshuva from the Radvaz. The Radvaz explains the history of where this position of nugget comes from. And, the, and in this Radvaz, we'll see a chiddish when it comes to this whole idea of Nasi Rish Galusa. You'll see. So he says like this. Again, you don't have this in front of you, but this is a chuvah for Advaz. So he says like this. He, he was being asked, he had a chuvah from someone from an outside country, uh, someone, uh, like a, someone that came to visit Egypt and then went back home and he saw this position of Nug. He never heard of it before. So he asked the Advaz, like, what's the story behind this position? So this is what the Advaz says. Tzar that you should know. Sheikr Dalverzeh, this idea of the Nugget, and the, he goes on to say that the Nugget in Mitzrayim, was very similar to the position of Nasi slash Reish Galusa, that this Nugget had political power, and he had the ability, halachically, he would, he would be able to tell people to, to do Knossis, and he would be able to, uh, to tell individuals uh, that they could pass in Shilas, like, you know, like the classic authority of a Reish Galusa, this Nugget wielded. So he says, where this is, where's this coming from? So Nimshach, so the history is like this, the Ravaz says, Kikar letchilas malchas Mitzrayim, El Khalifa. So when the, the caliphate, when the when the Muslim government in Egypt first came to power, so Nasa Bas Melech Baghdad he So the first the first uh, caliph, the first uh, Muslim you know king, whatever in Egypt married the daughter of the king of Baghdad of Bavel. Okay, so that was the Shidduch. So now when the new uh, queen, who was from Bavel, right, comes to Egypt. So Shalul in Yudim, she asked about the Jewish community. Do they have a king? Do they have a Nasi? In other words, that's what she was used to. In Bavel, that the Jewish community have their own authority and they have a Reish Galusa. So she wanted to know what's going on in Egypt. So the, new, the, 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 the Arab, that, the, the, her husband, the Egyptian, said, they don't, they, don't have, they don't have that autonomy. So Amrulai, so uh, during Shabbat Brachis, so she says to her husband, and my father's house, you know, by the Malchus of my father, Yesh Yisraelim Harbe, there's a big Jewish community, Yesh Lem Nasi, and they have a Nasi, Vinik Reish Galusa, and he's called the Reish Galusa. 
So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but uh, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm used to. For whom he's Yaradavid HaMelech, and he comes from David HaMelech, so it's like a, it's a thing. So, so he says, V'avi misbarach by, and it's a whole thing, whenever there's like a ceremony in the palace by my, my father, so the, the Resh Glusa comes and gives him a bracha, it's like a whole, you know, it enhances the Malchus. V'aislech kavit gadol, and they, they, they give honor to the Resh Glusa, he comes from, from the line of prophets and kings. He's a chashu person. So umiyat. So, so immediately the, the new uh, the chasen. So tziva melech lahavi loy misham ish echad mizera david. So he says fine. So let's ship in someone from Bavel who's miyuches who has the yichas of david melech, and we'll we'll bring him into Egypt, and he'll start uh, a line of reish kaluses in Egypt, and that's where the nugget the nugget came from. So whatever whoever the person was that started this line, so they, they got it was a chashem yid, a tamar chacham, and so on from mizera mizera nesim from the line of nesim, and so on. Uman That's that's where the position of, of nugget came from. and he was the the reish kalusa in Egypt. and that's where this position uh, came from. And he had he had authority from the from the king uh, in Mitzrayim, Umayim Harmelech, and 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 uh, you know he had he had space to govern, and he had authority from the king. Laradis is on Bamakal or Ritzua to to lead the people with force. He was the the real the real leader. That was a fulfillment of that pasuk of that position. So Reish Glusa again, there's a chiddush. Reish Glusa historically was always in Bavel, but says the Ravaz that was also shipped to other countries. So Mitzrayim also had that. Now he says like this. But at some point, this line was broken, that there were no uh, descendants of David and Melch in Mitzrayim. Either uh, for some reason there was no male, male heirs at some point, or there were, but they weren't deserving of the position. So at some point it stopped. So the, what they did was, they just then filled the position with someone else, not Mizarah David, but someone that is worthy of the position, the Tamar Chacham, one of the G'daylim, uh, and, and we continue the line of Negidus, maybe not with Zerah David, but with someone else that was worthy, and again, all the authority of Reish Kusa, he continued to have, and this all happened, this is all with the position of the, of the authority of the king, until the next government came after the, uh, the Caliphate, and then they abolished it, and that's, that was the end of the Negidus. That's the tshuva. Now, this, there's an unbelievable chiddush in this tshuva, because the Ravaz is telling us that once, for whatever reason, the line of David was broken, was lost in Mitzrayim, either there was no male heirs, or there was no one worthy of the position, they just filled the position with someone else that was worthy. And the Ravaz doesn't say, and that was wrong, it was terrible, he doesn't say that. The Ravaz seems to say that was okay. So a chiddush that we find in the Ravaz is as follows. When it comes to a melech, Based off it, it's based off it. If it's not based off it, it's finished. Why would the Egyptian king care about the Jewish? Uh, mm-hmm. He wanted to make his wife happy. That's, uh, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So, but uh, but you, again, when it comes to a melech, so so if it's not based off it, then there's no melech. You can't you can't just have someone. If there's no one, where, uh, it, 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 the malchus is owned by David Melch and his descendants and so on. So you would think the pasuk says when it comes to this position of nasi slash reish kulsa, it's from the pasuk lo yaser shevet miyudem mechugim bein raglov. But we see a chiddush in the advaz is that even when the pasuk says lo yaser shevet miyudem mechugim bein raglov, that means that means if it's possible. But if there's no one from Yehuda that's worthy and that's able to take the position, it's not ma'akiv. 
Tzamak, if you could have the position of Nasi slash Rishkelusa from someone that's not from Shevida, not from Zeradavid, and that's okay. Once, I guess, someone comes from Zeradavid that is worthy, then it should go back to Zeradavid, but it's not, it's not a Ma'akiv. So this is what we have so far. So we have, I guess you can say now, three, three types of leadership. You have Melech, which is not a Torah lead, uh, 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 position. It's a political position. You have Gadol Hadar, which is purely a Torah position. And then you have this Nasi slash Reish Galusa, which is interesting. On the one hand, it is a political position. But Mitzad Sheni, the, the, the position was always filled by Gadol Hadar. And if you were not worthy in terms of Torah, then, you were, then that was a, a false Reish Galusa. So the Reish Galusa slash Nasi they were always supposed to be the Gedali Hadar at the same time. Again, at some point, like I said, in Bavel, the Reish Galusa stopped being the Talmud Chacham, and then there was a lot of conflict between the Reish Galusa and the Gain. you know what I mean? And then the Reish Galusa, the, the, the authority of the Reish Galusa is, is based on the fact that he's the Talmud Chacham. So this is, so it's that, it's that middle position over here of Nasi slash Reish Galusa that maybe needs a little bit more clarification of where it's a funny thing, is it? Is it Tyra? It's a, it's a political? It's somewhere in between. When you have a person that is worthy in terms of Tyra, then he's given this position of political power called Nasi slash Reish But to explain a little bit better and a little bit more precisely what this position is. So this is where you have the Maramakam that's in front of you. So what you have in front of you is a, there's a new Sefer that just recently came out. And the truth is, Avram Chaim Noble was involved in, in getting out. This is a MS Liyakov from Yaakov Kamenetsky. Is, 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 is shirim that he gave anach, and so it's a new Emes Yaakov that uh, that So, so thank him for for helping helping the sefer get out, and, and he gave me a copy. So big uh, to him for that. So, so what you have in front of you is just a copy of page Kuf Peches. Okay, Kuf Peches is part of uh, it's part of a shir that Yaakov uh, gave as hakdama to sefer shayftim. Now. It's interesting when you when you when, based on what we learned just now. So in Tanakh, there's a whole there's a whole sefer called Sefer Shaiftim. So what was Shai, what was Shaiftim? So Shaiftim was the story of leaders that sprung up by Klal Yisrael from the from the end of Yishubanon. According to Halach, Yishubanon had a status of a melech. Moshe Rabbeinu has a status of a melech according to Chazal. Yishubanon had a, had a status of a melech according to most opinions as well. And so Moshe Kibbutzar Masinai, Masar Yeshua, Yeshua was a king. Who are these Zakanim? So the Zakanim were the Shaiftim. The Zakanim were the Shaiftim that led the Jewish people from the death of Yeshua ben Nun until you had the Malchus return to Shoal and Davin Melech. There was that gap. That was that's that's the time of the Shaiftim. So so who were these people? So again, each one was the Gadol Hadar. They were the Gadol Hadar. But what authority did they have exactly? What? So that's what this Hakdama of Rabbi Yaakov is really talking about, and. And Rabbi Yaakov, again, without going into too much detail over here, Rabbi Yaakov basically assumes, and it's a fair assumption, is that the authority of the Shleiftim were pretty much like the Nasi slash Reish Galusa. It's a similar type of position. You're the Gadol Hadar, so you're not just functioning, you're not just passing in Shilas. The Shleiftim were not just passing in Shilas. They were leading the Jewish people in armies, and they, had, they, they were the leaders of the Jewish people on all levels. But their authority was because they were the Gadol Hadar. And so... What type of a job is that? Where do we have that in halach of someone who is the Gadol Adar and therefore has political power? That's the Nasi slash Reish Galusa. That's what the Shaiftim were. So, fine. So in that context, Rabbi Yaakov is, is trying to define for us more precisely what, 
What job is that? Like, what exactly is this? So, so he starts off with the question that he's dealing with is an interesting one. The question is like this. Uh, we know the halacha is when it comes to positions of power, there's the halacha of Yerusha. person passes away, it goes down to the child. That's the halacha of Yerusha. And, uh, and so Rabbi Yaakov is in with the, with the question is that by the times of the shayfdom, we don't find there being any Yerusha. When one shayfd passed away, Okay, then we just waited for someone else to fill the to fill the the role, but it wasn't necessarily just assumed it goes to the child. In fact, there were there was no father son uh, by the shaykh. It's all just random, you know. At almost every we spoke about this once, I think, uh, you know, that almost every shaver was represented by the times of the shaykh, except for shaver Shimon. Shimon didn't have a, a shaykh in his uh, from his shaver. That was we I think we spoke about it by a lot one more time. But. But Akhoponim, that's the question Yaakov is dealing with, is that why would there not be Yerusha over here? Now, just to clarify the question, we, there is a famous tshuva from Chassam Seifer. Chassam Seifer does, has a tshuva where he says the following idea, that the entire idea of positions going down Yerusha, that, that's, those are positions of political power. Uh, the highest being the Melech, but even less so, uh, the gabai, you know, whatever the position is in the in the in the, in the Jewish community, if it's a, if it comes if it's a political position and it has a position of power over other yidden in some way, that goes Birusha. But the Chassam Sefer writes in Shuvas, but a but a position that's purely a Torah position, there's no such thing as Yerusha. That was a famous Shuvah that Ravaz said that being a Rav and so on that there's no there's no Yerusha when it comes to a purely Torah position. So, for example, what we had until now is you had. The Melech, that's a political position. That's clearly the Yerusha. The position of Godel Hadar, that the Chinuch told us, which is purely a Torah position, that's not the Yerusha, that's some Seifer. Just because you're the son of a Godel Hadar doesn't make you the Godel Hadar. But now you have this position of Nasi slash Reish Kalusa, which is a political position, but the ones that filled it were the Godel Hadar. So is that a Torah position? Is that a political position? Does that go be Yerusha? Does that go be Yerusha? The Chassam Sefer doesn't deal with it. But that's what Rabbi Yaakov is dealing with. Again, historically, that was the position of the Shaiftim. That's what Rabbi Yaakov is assuming, which is a fair assumption. And we don't find Yerusha over there. So, so, but, I th- but, but isn't it a political position? It was just a political position filled by Gedailan. But, but, but fundamentally, isn't it a, p- a political position? So that's what Rabbi Yaakov is trying to address. So let's see it together. I thought this was going to be an, a, a, a shorter share. It turns out not. Okay, so, fine. So, Lafia Nias Daiti, Ha'inyan. So, take it from the top. We'll just read the first page, the page that you have. Lafia Nias Daiti, Ha'inyan. So, according to my, my thoughts, says Rabbi Yaakov, it, 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 we, could, we could unravel this position with the following psukim. So the Jewish people say to Gidain, The Jewish people, again, without going into the, too much of the story over there, Yisrael were in a difficult position from, from they were being attacked by an enemy. So they come to Gidain, who was, uh, showed, uh, you know... So which, which was the Shreftim? Oh, so that's where, oh, so that's, that, that's where we're going to have to find out. On a simple level, it wasn't the Rabbanu Shalom. It was, I mean, I, I shouldn't say it like this. In Sefer Shaiftim, you do find both. You do find situations and stories in Sefer Shaiftim where a Malach or a Navi would come to the Shaifet and say, it's time, you know, you know, get, you know uh, organize an army and fight, you know. And then you had other places where Klai would go to the Shaifet and say, like, we need your help. Yeah, like Giftach, exactly. So, so you do find both. 
So this story is where, again, Klai Yisrael are coming to Gidain, and they're saying, this is already after Gidain established himself as a shaifet already. So Gidain was a story where, 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 a, where a malach comes to him and says, lead Klai Yisrael. So then he leads us, and he's victorious, and so on. And now Klai Yisrael come to Gidain and say, Mashal Bano, we want you to lead us. So he was, he was like the, you know, he led us in battle, but now we, now Klai Yisrael, we want you to lead us. Gamata, you, Gambincha, your child, your son, Gambincha, your, your grand, like we want this to, to be a, 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 a long-lasting line. So Gidon says to them, I will not lead you. My son will not lead you. Hashem will lead you. So what does that mean? So he says, like, now I'm going back. I'm not... Now, the, the, the following, the context is that Gidon continues to be the shaifet. But, he, but, he, but what he's saying to the Jewish people is like, but I, it's not me, it's not my son, it's Rabban Shalom. So what does that mean? Another similar thing with, in Sefer Shmuel. This is Shmuel Hanavi talking to Kal Yisrael and sort of talking about the history of Shaiftan. So, Shmuel says that Hashem has sent you all these Shaiftan, including myself, and all these Shaiftan have saved you from your enemies. And you'll see, Ki Nachash, Melch Bnei Amin, Boalechem, and then all of a sudden, Nachash, the king of Amin, came to you and attacked you. But time really, and you came to me. This is what Shmuel is saying to the Jewish people. Like he Melch Yimlech Aleinu, that Vashem Lekechem Alchem, that you said, no, we want a king instead of Shaiftim. Vashem Lekechem Alchem, but until now, Hashem was your king, and that was okay with you. And all of a sudden, now you want a, a human king. So we see in these two psukim, says Yaakov, when, for example, again, when they, when they say to Gidon that he should rule them, Heshev, what does he say? Hashem Yeshalochem, Hashem will lead you. And so too with Shmuel, when he responded to them, when they're asking for a king, Hashem said, Shmuel says, Hashem is your king. So, in other words, what, what Yaakov is pointing out is that what you see from these sukkim is that when, the, when we're described, when the Navi, when the Pasuk is describing the authority of the Shoifet, the description is that Hashem is the authority. Hashem is the authority. What do you mean Hashem is the authority? The Shoifet is... No, Hashem is the authority. So what does that mean? Hainu. Kisha'amr l'gidon mashal banu gambencha gambenvencha. When they said to Gidon, we want you to be the leader, your son, your grandson. Hainu. Shayasa melachalim. That's what they were asking was, establish a malchus. Because again, what you see is that the shayfet, that position of shayfet, nasi slash reshkulsa, does not go birusha, does not go to the children. And they wanted it to be, and that would be a melech. That's just the melech. The hey shavu. So what did Gidon respond? I am not going to be the one in charge. I'm not going to make myself a melech. Hashem Hashem will be the one that's in charge. What this answer tells us is that the function of shayfet was a, a, a unique position. The shayfet was not the one that had the power. The authority, the power was truly from the Rabbi Nishloilam. And the shayfet was seen as the messenger of the Rabbi Nishloilam. So this is the definition of this position, Nasi slash Reish Galusa, and by the times of Tanakh, what was called a shayfet, is that it's different. It's, the Melech, for example, is 
is a, a political position. And, and that person, as the human being, has, has power. It's obviously, it's given to him by Torah and so on. And then you have the Talmud Chacham, the God Hadar, is also a human being. And, he's the, and, he, and what he says, we assume, is the, is the Ratz and Hashem and Torah and so on and so forth. But then you have this other position that's called Nasi slash Reish Gusa, where he says, Be'etzem, it's the Rabbani Shloilam, and the person is really just the Shliach of the Rabbani Shloilam. And therefore, because of that, the person certainly has to be a God Lahadar. But, he, but the, 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 the power that he wields, even politically, it's not his own power. It's, it's Mamish, uh, he's considered, he's seen to be a Shliach of the Rabbani Shloilam in such a way. He can, like huh? he can act like a melech, but it's not. But it's not. But it's not the same thing. What he, what he's, for example, this point is that the the authority of the melech ultimately is, um, it, 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 it's the it's the melech himself. He's a tyrant, so on. But he's, it's the melech himself, and because of that, it goes birusha, like anything else, it goes birusha. This is not it. it, it the, 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 the who is the shayfit? Who the shayfit is, is, is see-through. He's transparent. He, he's nothing. He's nothing. And that's his job. His job is to be nothing, but a conduit for the Rabbani Shalom's malchus to be manifest in the world. The Chayn Shmuel Amr, that's what Shmuel Anavi was saying to the Jewish people, when you're asking for a king, Hashem Malkichem. Until this point, Hashem was your king. What do you mean Hashem was your king? We had shayftim. The answer is that's what the shayftim are. The shayftim were nothing but shluchim to allow the Rabbani Shalom to express his malchus. And Shmuel and Avi saying, "I'm not. You're asking me to to establish a king, and until now, until now, Hashem was your king, and I was just in, bringing Hashem's malchus into the world." So comes out, says Yaakov, That's what the that's what the shayfet is is a position of establishing someone as the shliach of the rebbeinu in the world. And that's the, that's what the position is. The nimsa sheyesh lebechol mitzvah Hashem called dini melech. On the one hand, because at the end of the day, this is the person through which malchus Hashem is coming to the world. So practically speaking, everything this person says has similar halachic authority and status to the king, because when he's talking, it's not him; it's 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 malchus Hashem that he represents. Shehu when yushluchah shal malchus shemaim, because he is the shliach of malchus shemaim. El shal malchus enen shaloi. But it's not his to give to his children. In other words, if, I give, if you represent me uh, in a meeting somewhere, you, you can't just decide, you know, uh, okay, well, now that, you know, to give up Yerusha to your child, it's, the, the power was never yours. I established you as my mouthpiece, as my shliach. Okay, so, but that's, that's not yours per se to give it to anyone else. Even in Allah, we find such a thing that a shliach, for a shliach to make another shliach is not so partial. There's way you know has to, There's halachas about that. The chaymisha mamres piv. So now, now Rabbi Yaakov says an interesting point, and because of this, so now you have one basic difference between this position and melech in terms of birusha. But now he says another point. Misha mamres piv. Even if you rebel against the words of the nasi or the reish kalusa, im hatzivoi hinu al pimitzas Hashem hareza hamamrei mar b'malchus. If there's another difference in that by, when it comes to a melech, since the melech himself is given malchus, so everything about this person is now melech, now malchustic. So if this person says, you know, he, if the melech is having a, a hot dog, and the melech says to the person, please pass the ketchup, and the guy's like, I don't think the melech should have ketchup with his hot dog, I think he should have mustard with his hot dog. And he gives a mustard. And the melech's like, I, I asked for ketchup. 
He's like, no, I'm giving you mustard. I've decided it's mu- mustard is better. That's Marba Malchus. That's rebelling against the Malchus, and the king could, uh, can take care of this person. Because I, the issue of ketchup versus mustard on a hot dog is not a Malchus Tekinian, but this is the Melech, and you're, not, and you're disobeying the Melech, and you're being Mavaz, and you're disgracing the Melech by not, by not uh, doing what he's specifically asking for you to do. Would that apply to the Rish Glusa? Would that apply to the Nasi? The answer is no, is because it, it, the, the function of the Nasi and the Rish Galusa is a shlich of the Rabbanishlam to represent Hashem's Malchus. The Indian of hot dogs and ketchup and mustard, that's not a Malchus Hashem the Indian. If he became the Melech, then okay, then anything he says is already something that's Shaykh to Malchus. But that's not, the Nasi and the Rish Galusa, they are not the Melech. They are, they represent Malchus, they, they are the shl- When Malchus Hashem has to make itself known, and uh, express its, uh, its opinion, he is the one through which Hashem speaks, and through which Malchus Hashem is communicated. But this moment of hot dogs, and hot, catch it, it's, not, it's not a moment when Hashem's Malchus needs to be expressed. Why, why, does, that, why does that manifest? Because the fact that a shepherd is just a shepherd from Hashem, wouldn't a Malach also be that? No, because this is the Chidosh of Yaakov is saying, which is that that the, the process to establish a melech, which, for example, specifically has like meshicha, anointing the person, that makes the guf. Here, this is the nakuda, is that the, 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 the this, is, this is an unbelievable maila of the melech over the shaifa, for example, is that the melech, the guf of the melech becomes the embodiment of malchus hashem. Yeah. Because the shaifa is only a yeah. That's why the difference between Malachas. Yeah, because the Melech is not a shliach of the Malachas Hashem. The Melech is Malachas Hashem. It's 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 kviyachol kviyachol like his good has become one with the Malachas. To a certain degree, it's it's the nasi is um, is less the the, the Hashem and Malachas based David is such a shidduch that you can't even. You can't even separate the two. Like, like literally, David Melch can sit in the base of English. No one knows a lot of the English except for David Melch and his descendants, because the Malchus of David is so the guf of David Melch, the, the the humanity of of of, of Malchus based David is is synonymous with Malchus Hashem. Mashenkin the the Nasi slash Reish Galusa, the humanity of that person is not Malchus Hashem. The humanity of that person has to be put aside to allow Malchus Hashem to be expressed through him. And so now when, but, some, but that's not always, sometimes his humanity is being placed aside to allow Malchus Hashem to be manifest, and sometimes he's being a human being and he wants a hot dog. So it's really, in the way I make, the way Yeah, exactly. But that, that handing over to the Melech is really a mile because it means that the guf of the Melech and the humanity of the Melech is not a steer to Malchus Hashem. So is the Shekhet almost like an obvious person? A Melech can make the decision on his own. Right. Yeah. But if the Shekhet doesn't. Right, that, right, right, exactly, exactly. So what we're, what we're seeing is, 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 is that this Yisaid, which is an amazing one because. This this position of Shaifit, again, Nasi uh, Reshkus and so on. So, again, the way Rabbi Yaakov is saying it is that this person is functioning as a Shliach of Malchus Hashem into the world. What's amazing is 
is that in order for this position to be established, you need two things. We haven't really gone, gone into the details of how to establish a Nasi and so on. It definitely doesn't have the infrastructure of Malchus and so on. But you need two things. A person has to be the Gadol, a Gadol, you know, worthy of, of such a thing. But it also has to be something that Klai Yisrael accepts. Again, like we said, when it comes to just pure Gadol Hadar, uh, you know, you don't need Klai Yisrael to officially appoint that person. For a Nasi slash Reish Glusi, you do need Klai Yisrael to, to, to appoint such a person. More than that, we do find, for example, the Gemara Brachis, right? There's such a thing that the Nasi can be demoted. Right? There's the stories like that in the Gemara Brachas, right? That uh, uh, Rav Hamliel was demoted and so on. So you do find such a thing is that it's, it's such an amazing thing. The definition of the position, you, uh, which is what? Shluchai Shomalchus Hashem. You would think would be something that, require, that has nothing to do with the people. In other words, the person himself should be a tzaddik. And then the Rabbani Shleilam chooses him to be his shliach. But what's amazing, what's, what's so ironic is that, that no, in order for this person to be shluchay shomalchus Hashem, the person has to be worthy personally as being a tzaddik and God hadar, but ultimately Klai Yisrael have to elect him as such. That if Klai Yisrael decide not to elect him anymore, he can be demoted. What you, what you see is, and again, this is just, just to touch Pneumis uh, Deke over here, we're not going to have time anymore to talk about this by Riches, but what we do see is, is an amazing thing, is that this quality, this divine mida, this divine quality that's called Malchus Hashem. See, the Tamar Chacham in, in the Chinuch, right? The Godel Hadar, the Torah, purely Torah authority, that's not Malchus Hashem. That's not an expression. The, the, the Godel Hadar that we have to listen to what he says in terms of Tyra, he's not necessarily expressing the divine quality that's called kingship, that's called Malchus. He's expressing the divine quality that's called Chachma, that's called the wisdom of Hashem, Ratzin Hashem, the Malchus of Hashem. The Malchus of Hashem is unique, is that the Nasi slash Rish Glusa is expressing and is the, and is the, 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 the Shliach for that quality that's called Malchus Hashem to come to the world. Now the Melech is Malchus Hashem. The, mel- the, the human being, the, the, even the human side of the Melech is the embodiment of Malchus Hashem. The Nasi is also expressing the Malchus of Hashem, but his, his, human, his humanity is not the, not the one and the same with the Malchus of Hashem. He has to be a Shlich of Malchus Hashem. So but because it's... Peripheral preferences, right. That's, that's what Rabbi Yaakov is saying. What is that? Who you are as a human being versus functioning as a shliach of Malchus Hashem. When you're functioning as a shliach of Malchus Hashem, then Malchus Hashem is expressing itself through you. But let me just make this last point, is that, the, 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 again, this is the essential difference. There are, this midah of Malchus Hashem, in the Sorak Hashem, there's another word for it, which is called Knesset Yisrael. The, Jew, the collective Jewish people See, even us as individuals, like we're individuals, but as a collective, all Knesset Yisrael is called is called 